0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. So today, we are talking about the difference between thought leadership and SEO content. Now, Daisy, you have an awesome way of describing the difference between this. I was actually really tempted to say it <laughs> and just try to steal it because it makes me sound smart when I do, but I'm going to let you break that down and introduce this topic for everybody.
1: Sure. So thought leadership and SEO, those are both content marketing's tactics, but they serve very different purposes. With SEO, you are answering the questions that people have, and you are telling them what they want to know, and with thought leadership, you are telling them what you believe that they should know, and these are the things that they may not know to ask about, and it's a good rule of thumb to go 80-20. 80% of your time answering the questions that people actually have, and 20% of the time, Now that you've earned their attention and trust, talking about the things that you want them to
0: know. Okay, so important. I'm just going to make sure that people paid attention to the 80-20 because people are going to want to have heard that backwards. 80% of the time is spent giving people the answers that they want to know that they are in control of in only 20% of the time spent providing the answers that you want them to know. So really, really important because people love the idea of thought leadership, but there's a problem with thought leadership. And it's the fact that People aren't looking for things that they don't already know about. So, real thought leadership is about giving a point of view that is unique, fresh, surprising, to use Daisy's word, contrarian. That is not something that they know to search for because you are leading this discussion and leading them in a new direction that they didn't, wouldn't, and couldn't have chosen on their own. And to take us back to SEO for just a moment, people often
1: misunderstand what this is for and how it's used and why they should be focused on it. And the real the real question is, do you want more people to find you online for relevant topics? And the way that you can do that is by understanding what they're looking for. And so your SEO content should only and always be about answering the questions that people have online and doing that in a way that makes it accessible to them. Now there is a benefit to bringing some of your expertise and your experience into play in your SEO content. And this is one of the things that Google is looking at in terms of greater authority. So yes, you do need to be writing for the keywords that people are searching for. Yes, you do need to be formatting that in a way that Google can pull a snippet or a little answer and get you good rankings for that. And it's also great to make sure that in there you've got your direct experience with this specific topic, case studies, stories about clients, but the primary purpose of SEO is only and always to make sure that people find you as the authority when they're searching for a topic online. Once you've captured that audience, then you can start feeding them your thought leadership because you've given them the thing that they know that they need, and now they have space to listen to the thing that you know they need.
0: Yes. Could not agree more. I mean, one of the words that, you know, everybody hears me use frequently is create progress for your market. And this is a perfect example. You answered a question, you've earned the right to go deeper with them, not yet to sell, typically, but thinking, okay, what's the next thing that they really should be asking themselves and lead them to another tool, lead them to another page on your website that serves them really well. And you are starting to lead them towards thought leadership, but you have to do good on the promise to answer the question that they had. Now, I think one of the things that is so interesting about SEO is people will say they want it. Everybody knows that they want to rank first on pages for Google or page one for Google, of course. But then when we get into it, it's not very satisfying for clients. Have you seen that with your clients? This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO. And actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out the themarketingblender.com.
1: It is, and it's hard when you want all of your content to do all the stuff, but that's not how marketing works. Each type of content fills a specific need, and if you try to make everything do everything, you end up not making any progress at all. And yes, the SEO blog content is usually not the most fun or interesting or invigorating to write. It doesn't necessarily give you all the space and time you would like to express your expertise. But if you need to be Creating enough SEO content to actually make any progress in rankings, it needs to be done fast. It needs to be done properly. And as the expert, your role in that is to validate that things are being said correctly. It's not your job to sit there and write all the content yourself. It's not the best use of your time.
0: Absolutely. And we talk about things like buying triggers, but you can actually back that up if we really want to be semantically accurate around Interest triggers? Why are they paying? What triggered them to pay attention or to ask that question? And so you want to show up in all of those different questions because those are the real beginnings of a buyer's journey. And we now know that most B2B buyers are almost 80% of the way through their decision before they ever engage a real live human being in their decision. So that means all the content online, starting with the SEO content is what is informing their research. Now, the thing about SEO content is it can feel very 101. And that's why I said earlier that sometimes it's not satisfying for our clients, but it is servant leadership from a content marketing standpoint where you're creating progress for people and you're meeting them where they're at. Now, there is one additional kind of sneaky way, if you will, that I do love when thought leadership can partner With SEO, not compete, but partner. And that's by adding video to SEO pages.
1: That's a fantastic way to improve your page ranking and make sure that you're getting your personal authority into the mix.
0: Yeah, so then you can answer the question, but you can more quickly go a lot deeper and You typically, if done well, and you're working with people that are really proficient in keyword research, can also rank on YouTube, because that's also owned by Google, and so Google loves when there's a lot more places for them to grab content and to serve and answer people's questions really well.
1: I'd like to talk a little bit more about what thought leadership is and isn't. And (laughs) this is where people's feelings can get hurt a little bit, because just because
0: you know a lot about a topic
1: doesn't mean that it's actually important.
0: Okay. I'm totally down for this because while I don't want to hurt people's feelings, I do want them to stop hurting their business when they're trying to talk about things that nobody cares about. So yes, let's talk about what real servant leadership is or thought leadership is, especially the kind that moves people towards a purchase.
1: So this, again, it starts with, where they are, and it helps them take a next step. So if you're talking to your actual target market and not to the other experts in the room with you that you would like to impress, that's when you're doing thought leadership because you're helping lead the way for the people that actually need that from you. And there are lots of different types of content that can be thought leadership. That's a fresh perspective or opinion saying something that everyone else disagrees with, but you're right. (laughs) It it could be providing access to data that you have exclusive access to for example with a lot of my clients they may have information based on 30 years of experience serving a particular target market if they pull information from their CRM or from other analytics tools they can identify trends just from their own target market or from surveys they do obviously you want to aggregate and anonymize data appropriately so you're not disclosing anyone's private information right but this is your data it is your business data And you can provide insights to your target market that actually help them understand what's coming next. So upcoming trends, predictions based on real experience and expertise and not just on what you think might happen. And you want to think also about as a thought leader, who are you leading? First of all, you're leading the early adopters or the the people who are going to be the front runners of whatever
0: is coming next. So think specifically about how you can serve them. I love that. And I just want to throw out there that thought leadership is not just being out there. If your competitors are saying something similar, it's not thought leadership. So that's a really important point. Now, we're marketers. We are glad when our clients have more mind share or share of voice. So by all means, I am not against being out there and being out there frequently, but I do want to just make sure that people are aware of the role that these touch points play and that thought leadership is a very specific thing that we want you to be intentional about and in high awareness. And that also brings me to think about, um, and one of the reasons why we want people to be intentional is where is SEO distributed versus where is thought leadership distributed?
1: Well, it's kind of in the name because search engine optimization means that it goes wherever a search engine is. (laughs) And it's not just Google and Bing and Yahoo. It's also YouTube and it's also LinkedIn and it's also any other platform that includes a search capability so that people can decide what they want to find. Now, it's important to understand that SEO on Google is very, very different than SEO on YouTube. Although the two play well together, you can't just take your Google keyword research and assume that that's the same thing people are looking for on YouTube. On YouTube, a lot more of the content is about how to do things. So if you have great ideas for things that you can teach people, it's a good idea to incorporate YouTube into your search
0: engine strategy. Absolutely, and I want to be clear and maybe give some examples for you guys about what keyword research actually looks like. So as an example, when we're working with a client and we're helping them with their SEO, they fill out a form, about a five-minute form, but it is related to their subject matter expertise, what things are called, what are commonly asked questions. That just gets us going because then, on top of that, we use the tools to go and strategy that we've been doing to go deep and find it on our own what other people are looking for. And we present those lists, multiple lists to clients so that they can see their entire landscape. And you need that same strategy. It's a little bit different in regards to how it's presented, but you also need that same strategy on YouTube because speaking practically, unless you are a huge company with billion dollar revenue and massive budgets, there might be certain topics that you're never gonna be able to win at. You just need to know what the real landscape is and what the real keywords are that you can actually win at and then build your content strategy appropriately and that's how you lead into your thought leadership when it makes sense. So where do we put the thought leadership? This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for
1: everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster.
0: Yeah, exactly. So my point of view on thought leadership is you primarily focus on what you earn. And so this is publicity, PR, influencers, um media that reaches out to you where you're not paying for it. So earned media as also owned media. So you own your social media channels, you own your website, thought leadership can live there. Although the earned media is probably my favorite, you know, in regards to bang for your buck.
1: It is. And I'm really proud of a lot of my clients because so many of them are consistent voices in industry publications. And it is the, the place where they're thought leadership is being validated. And that's one way to understand whether a topic or a theme that you're talking about is actually thought leadership versus just something that you think is cool to talk about is what do the gatekeepers say? So if you pitch an article idea to an industry publication, If you're getting no after no after no after no, either you're not describing the concept in the right way or those people that have their finger on the pulse of what their target market needs to know and what's new and different in that space are simply giving you helpful feedback that you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what is the unique perspective that you have that provides real value to your target market.
0: Oh, such a good point. You know, when both of us do outreach to be on other people's podcasts or to get to speak or something like that, it is such valuable information what topics they know that their audience wants to hear. So it's not just did we get the podcast, you know, guest spot or did we get the stage? It's What are people hungry for? And then how can we meet that need? And my gosh, like so much good content comes from that just by paying attention.
1: It does. And sometimes you'll get direct feedback. If you actually know the right people to ask, they'll tell you, nobody's talking about this thing. I can't find anybody who's an expert speaker on XYZ. If that's your thing, then you're already in the front running for being the thought leader in that space. So take advantage of it. I also would like to say that your um, advice about being a social CEO. It goes hand in hand with being a thought leader, but it's not always the same type of
0: content. I agree. You know, we did a podcast about what grabs attention and faces and people's heart and people's point of view grab attention. And sometimes that's thought leadership, but sometimes it's just being human and being out there and being in it with people. I mean, I would love to prom queen wave that every single thing I say on social media is innovative in leadership material. It's not, I am not capable of sustaining that kind of groundbreaking thought. I mean, maybe I have something truly thought leadership oriented, something new once a year, and then I build a huge piece of content around it once it's validated. But I do advocate that people do need to be out there and sometimes sharing your values and that type of thing is just as important. But to clarify, it is different. Than thought leadership. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate yes. what you're saying there. Absolutely. I
1: think we'll have to coin the term heart leadership as <sighs> the other thing that B2B companies need to get much, much better at.
0: All right. I think that was the mic drop. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to drop some additional resources down below about content marketing, SEO, and thought leadership so you can go deeper to figure out where you guys need to go in order to hit your goals. Thanks so much for joining. See you next time. Onward and upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.